Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Dark Tourist is the latest project of New Zealand journalist filmmaker David Ferrier. You'll know him from the film Tickled the doc that uncovered the unbelievable tickle fetish empire. In the new series, the new Netflix series, Ferrier travels around the world trying to find the most dangerous and scary experiences available to tourists. Uh, in the show, we see David wounded, going into an eerie hospital, we being at the center of a war zone, a man breaking a statue on his own head, and a killer named Popeye holding a gun to someone uh, and all kinds of other. I mean, this this is really uh, one of those uh, cinematic experiences you have to see to believe. And what better person to be our guide in this amazing and remarkable and at times frightening uh, adventure than David Ferrier. And we're fortunate to have with us once again, David Ferrier. Welcome back to film school. It's so nice to be talking to you. Thank, thank you, David. Well, was this an idea you took to Netflix? Did Netflix approach you? How did all of this stuff with the Dark Tourist uh, come to come to pass? Yeah, well, a, a friend of mine, Mark, had had an idea about doing a series around dark tourism for for quite a while, and then he saw Tickled, and I think he just thought, you know, it's something we could work on and make together. So uh, I took the idea to Netflix from there, and they really liked it. And then, sort of moments later, we were making the thing. So. It all happened really quickly, but having yeah, having Netflix jump on board so quickly was was pretty helpful. I mean, they're a powerhouse, and oh, yeah. it, it helped us, you know, it helped us move quicker, I guess, than we could with something like Tickled, which is a much more kind of slow, organic process. I'm curious uh, as, as far as uh, the decision to move forward uh, on part of Netflix, and you're absolutely right. Boy, are they just absolutely. The, the big engine that could when it comes to turning projects into reality, they, they're just amazing. And the amount of uh, resources they pour into it uh, is quite quite remarkable. Uh, it, so it's, they're obviously a great partner to have. Did you have something specific in mind in terms well, of what you were going to look for? Was is there is there a dark tourist sort of clearinghouse of information? How did these all of these various projects, and there's about... Three per show, three or four, sometimes four, uh, in yeah. this eight-part series. So, what? How did all of you know? And the, and the time frame to go to all these different places. So, a little bit about how all of that came about, with the decisions that were made, and what to pursue. Yeah, well, as we were having the discussions with Netflix to make the show, um, myself and Mark uh, and another friend, Carthew, we were all basically getting stuck into research very early on. So. A lot of Googling, a lot of reading, and that was, you know, we we were sort of, we had a whole lot of, I mean, thanks to the internet, we, we could just scour pretty far and wide online, and then from there it was a matter of honing in on things and actually getting people on the ground in those countries to do a bit of further research for us mm -hmm. to see, you know, because you can read about something online that's sort of a tourist hotspot, but then that, can, that may have been cleaned up or have disappeared, you know, years ago. So it started with that online research and then uh, getting a lot more specific and, uh, you know, picking up the phone and phoning in on sort of country-specific research. And, yeah, just looking for those places that were not only an interesting 
sort of bizarre location to go to and that looked good, but also had really good characters and a good story around it. Because if you don't have those characters and story, you're not going to be able, be able to make a good documentary about it. So, yeah, a lot of research and then a lot of uh, a lot of phone calls and talking to people on the ground and just sort of slowly getting rid of the stories that didn't work and keeping the ones that did. And, yeah, because it was, it was a lot of stories. As you say, it was three or four per episode. There was a lot of travel involved. Um, each episode is sort of based around a geographical location, and so we tried to sort of, you know, just thought that was a good way to sort of order up the show and make each episode feel very different to the last. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the different stories we cover, like some of them are much more focused on the location. You know, if we're in Japan on... Battleship Island, this abandoned island, is very much around the feeling and the look of the place. But then when we're meeting, you know, when we're in Colombia, that's much more based around, you know, the character of, of Popeye, who was yeah. uh, Pablo Escobar's hitman. It's much more focused on him. So, you know, uh, to answer your question in a long-winded way, a hell of a lot of research yeah. and just trying to find the stories that had not only an amazing location, but also good people as well. Yeah. Good and interesting people, absolutely right. The the, the and it's also based. Uh, the episodes are based on regions. So the, in the first one I saw, it was about Japan, and you you mentioned the abandoned city, but that's also um, Fukushima. Uh, um, a um, the tourists go through the region that was impacted by not only the earthquake and the and the tsunami, but also by the by the radioactivity of the uh, Fukushima Daiichi reactors it was there any time during well, i'll just zero in on that one particular story was there any time during the in, in in the middle or somewhere in in the process of making let's say the fukushima episode that you thought i this is really i'm in over my head or or this is more dangerous or, or there must have been a number of times during the making of this but that one particularly had me a little freaked out because I don't want to give too much away, but because things started happening. No, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, at, at times I got a similar feeling to with Tickled where, you, you know, I did feel in over my head because at the end of the day, you know, you're making, uh, you, you're making a series, a documentary series, and you don't want to die or be, I mean, I personally don't. So there's <laughs> times where you kind of think, God, is this responsible? And, yeah, the, the, going to the, the hot zone in Fukushima was odd because radiation is something that you can't feel and yet you're there and a Geiger meter is telling you that, you know, you're getting a dose of radiation 50 times over the recommended dosage. And it's not like you're sitting there cooking, but, you know, that's kind of stuff that could sort of potentially come back to haunt me in 20 years' time. So, hmm. yeah, the, the, the radiation I did find odd. I mean, we also went to the Polygon in another episode, which one of the most nuclear bombed places on Earth, and I found myself swimming, you know, in a lake. It's called Atomic Lake, and it's literally called Atomic Lake because it, the lake formed in the in the <laughs> hole left when they detonated an atomic bomb. Right. So you sort of find yourself in these areas, yeah. And, and our whole team got quite. It was the first episode we shot was in Japan, and we were all sort of getting to the flow of the shoot and the show and having that kind of added paranoia around safety and what was safe and where was safe, that definitely made things... It was one of the, the hardest shoots we had, and that was what we, what we started on. Yeah. So it was incredibly, it was incredibly testing. Well, well, let me ask then, in, in terms of the progression of the show moving forward, 
first of all, I want to let our listeners know we're speaking with David Ferrier, and he's the uh, creator, director, uh, the the person behind this uh, Netflix series that's premiering this Friday. That would be July 20th on Netflix called Dark Tourist. In relation to that first uh, episode and, and Fukushima, d- d- was that can I say it may have been a good thing in terms of setting up parameters for what you were willing to risk as you went through the rest of the series? Did you learn something from that that first encounter in Fukushima that taught you, well, maybe moving forward, we these are, these are the things we need to really be more uh, attentive to or something along those lines? Yeah, we, we learned a lot in Japan, and it was an interesting test case because just as far as making a show, I mean, we ran into everything in Japan that makes something challenging. You know, there were, there were language barriers there. There was the added yeah. sort of underground danger of radiation. Um, and, you know, a lot of the other episodes, we, you know, we, we did learn a lot from that. And I think we, as a team, we sort of came together and realized what our limits were and what we were willing to sort of put ourselves through. And I think... You know, we're always very safety conscious going into the show because you have to be going to the places we went to. But I think we learned a lot about, you know, communicating our, our fears and the dangers with each other and just, you know, each day just being on the same page and realizing what we wanted to achieve and the best way, you know, the best way forward. I know it's a really broad answer, but I think, you know, it, it was a really good testing case for the show and, you know, starting one of the most difficult environments and then you know, looking forward to what we were going to be shooting for the rest of the series. Yeah. You know, the, it's. I don't know if this was an, in, you had this in mind when you started this project, but it's hard not to see almost all of the adventures, episodes, however, whatever, how you like to, to characterize it, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that there's there's not a political undercurrent to almost every one of them in in the sense that it's either about, you know the 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 environmental impact of Fukushima or the atomic lake or 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 the or the the cultural kind of disparity between rich and poor when you see people who are scrambling to survive what they're doing in order to make that happen there's a lot of uh, un- for me i wouldn't say unexpected because i know a little bit about a lot of the places you visited but uh, there there's was did you sense that you were sort of in some way highlighting, if not making a political statement, certainly highlighting some political realities that are going on in our world that we may not be aware of? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And, you know, we never wanted to be preachy in making the show. Um, I, you know, didn't want to go down a particular line of my own personal opinions on things. But the idea was to visit these places and try and meet people that were close to the center of these disasters or, you know, we're not disasters, these crazy regimes or sort of Places that have, you know, are in some kind of conflict and sort of speak to the people at the center of those. And in that, and that story is being told, I think it's pretty obvious as a viewer uh, what's going on there. And, and hopefully it will highlight some things that either people don't know about or were perhaps didn't know a lot about. Right. Certainly, you know, going to a place like Turkmenistan, um, where, you know, there's a $5 billion city that's just suddenly being built by the elite. Or when you're... You know, we're in someone like uh, Myanmar, where yeah. you know there's a huge disparity between the political elite and uh, the military who who do run things there, and uh, the average member of the population who has very little, literally sweeping up the streets for the rich. So, I think, yeah, I hope that people do watch it, and I, I think, 
you, you can't help but visit some of these extreme locations where, you know, sometimes something really terrible happens and it not be political. Um, so while I wouldn't say it's a political show, no, I think just by the nature of the places we went to, it's certainly, you know, I, I hope people do look and think very hard about that because, you know, the idea was to take viewers somewhere they had never been before and to really get, give people a decent glimpse into, into that world, which mm-hmm. I, I think we've done. I, I hope that we've really just um, given people a glimpse into uh, other people's lives and, and places that they typically, you know, wouldn't get a look into. Yeah, absolutely. And in sort of the last couple of minutes with you, I, there's there's another part of this, and, and which is the people you meet along the way, the tourists themselves, uh, and, you know, thinking about all the different places you went to. And is there a, was there a certain type of person? Was there a certain sort of mindset? Was there a sort of an outlook on life as you went along uh, with other people? I'm thinking once again of the Fukushima, but just there's a whole lot of other people that do what you did. Was there some kind of uh, um, insight that you could provide for people? I mean, a type of person that does this sort of thing? Yeah, I wish I could. And I thought maybe in making the show, there would be a certain sort of person that would be attracted to these sort of extreme places, but the honesty isn't. It's like, I kind of liken it going to like a Beyonce or a Jay-Z show where the, the audience there, you just can't pick them. There's young and old and different. It's just like a big melting pot. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, yes, there's, there's no commonality. It's just people, I think, that are curious about life. Uh, they aren't satisfied just going to a beach for a holiday or going to a nice resort. They want to learn about another culture or a, another part of life that is, and that's a bit of a cliche, but off the beaten trail. I mean, obviously, you get certain people, you know, when we're looking at the sorts of people that will do a serial killer tour and just want to traipse around, right. you know, going to various places where Jeffrey Dahmer kills people. You know, there's a certain morbid sort of curiosity that people have and a certain look that people get in their eyes. Right. But right. in general, I think it's just people that are curious about life and are just sick of, you know, if they're going to take a holiday, they don't want to just have a, you know, mojito on the beach or something. They want to right. learn something and experience something and just push into an area that's out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I, I mean, I, there, there were – I would break down the sort of the, the adventures you were on. There is the kind of interactive – Throw your putting yourself in the middle of something that kind of a, an adventure a, a tourist adventure and then there's the more static ones where you're talking about visiting Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, the, walking around his neighborhood you know having a drink at a bar that he frequented and or but and also the the museum the sort of incredibly offensive <laughs> uh, museum so offensive right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. That's sort of a different kind of. That's a sort of a drive-by adventure, if you will, where a lot of the other things, almost everything else in the in your in this series, Dark Tourist, is you being in the middle of it and and experiencing it from the point of view of either the people who live there or it's just more of a. It's more of a much more interactive. I guess that's the best way to put it. But it, it's a very different. And the show is very. It's funny at times. It's scary. It's. Uh, it's enlightening, um, and I do think it's uh, somewhat political as well. You, I want to encourage you to continue to look for stories that are just not what we normally see or hear about, and because I think you're a you're a good guide for us. You're someone who uh, is relatable, intelligent, has reactions that I certainly would have had in those circumstances, 
and it's just a it's a great way for us to experience things through through your eyes and and through your uh, reflection back to us as to, as to, as what it was like to be there. Um, congratulations on 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 this series, David. No, thank you, and I'm I'm really glad you took that away from things. I mean, I think we're living in a time where people feel incredibly divided, and everything feels pretty at times feels a bit a bit much, and you know. Certainly here in America, things feel pretty on edge, and there's, you know, different camps of people with the, the left and the right, and no one's willing to sort of see the other perspective, and I like to think that with this show, you know, we have been open to everyone's perspective, and, you know, we're all human, and we're all going to die, we're all in this together, Right. and uh, I hope the tone of the show reflects that, and I, and I think it does. Well, you're you're an interesting voice, you're a... You're a um... Uh, you're a journalist. You're a reporter. You're you're a, a guide, and um, I appreciate it. I appreciate your work. I, I again for all the, you know, fun I had watching Tickled. It also is 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 once again you know a kind of an insight into the human condition that is. How do I even say how it is? It's it's something I didn't <laughs> think about before. <laughs> Well, David, I appreciate it. You're spending some time again with us. Again, the the show is on Netflix. It's called Dark Tourist. It it premieres uh, this Friday today, Ju- July 20th. Once again, a friend of the show, uh, David Ferrier, as ha- part of it and make and made it happen and uh, continue it. I I hope you'll find time to come back and join join us again. Thank you, David. Oh, anytime, anytime. Talk soon. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.